time for Bump and Run, the podcast all about golf. Here are your hosts, Bob and Jamie. And welcome to another edition of Bump and Run. This is the U.S. Open edition, and this is one of the first times that uh, Bump and Run are taping on location together, although we do it at the Masters, I guess. We only do it at Majors. That's right. Okay. Well, only two Majors. I am Run. I'm Bump. And here we are. Uh, also known as Ray Romano, apparently. Apparently from the Rubber Boots podcast. Um, and here we are in, we're in some kind of place outside of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, right near the headquarters of uh, Harley Davidson. That's right. That's we passed cool. that on the way from the airport. We did. It's actually, it's like we pass it every day on the way to the golf course. Do we? We do. We're about, 30 minutes, <laughs> we're about 30 minutes outside of Milwaukee, but here we are for the year's second major championship. Yeah, and it's um, at a brand new course here at Aaron Hills um, in Aaron, Wisconsin. Pretty much in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> um, but it's a it's an interesting course. Yes. As we've uh, been around it a couple of times, and we've been there a few days talking to the players. Uh, it really is uh, quirky. Yeah. To a certain extent. It's different than anything we've ever been to for a U.S. Open, for sure. Yep. Big, wide fairways, massive ballpark, 7,700 yards. Could play up to 8,300 yards if they yeah, really wanted to, but nuts. it won't. Uh, the one thing that's not getting talked about a lot is the bunkers. Yeah, they're tough. Um, gritty sand, so you can't really spin it. I, I, we were we were with Jordan Spieth on the second hole, and he was looking at his coach, and he goes, I can't even spin it out of here. Right. Um, and you, you'll never have a – you'll rarely have – a flat stance. You will see guys with like really crazy lies, like one leg five feet above the other leg and yep. bending over and trying to figure out a way to kind of play it. But uh, and you'll, it'll be a little bit like an open championship where you'll see guys not being able to go at the pin. Right. They'll maybe have to chop it out backwards or something like that. Yeah, it's uh, they really are difficult, um, especially around that ninth hole where I don't think there's a bunker there that has any sort of consistent stance (laughs) it's it's not we saw guys doing all sorts of things trying a wide wide stance and leg up um it's crazy it's uh, they are going to be very tough uh you need to you need to really just take your medicine as adam scott said so uh, a couple things before we get into starting to talk about the players we've talked about the course um, but it, we're going to lead up in the next couple of weeks. We're going to give away a tailor-made M1 driver. That's right. Uh, to one of our listeners, and we haven't decided how we're going to do that. Yeah, we got to kind of decide that. So um, maybe maybe people could write in and, and tell us what they think. How should we give away the M1 driver? What kind of a contest do we need? Maybe we'll give it away leading into the RBC Canadian Open. Oh, that's a good that's a good hook. That could be good. So we've got about a six a week. Uh, that's what we call a hook. A hook. Okay, about a in six the, week, five weeks, five weeks to that. Five weeks. Yeah. Okay. So over the next five weeks, maybe we'll have a clue each week. You'll have to listen. Something like that. Tell us what you think. Uh, at Bob Weeks TSN or at... At TSN Golf. And we'll figure that out. Okay. So uh, speaking of M1 drivers, the guy who uses uh, tailor-made gear is the uh, defending champ here. He comes in a little late because he had to uh, become a father for the second time, River Jones Johnson. He is Dustin Johnson and with Paulina, of course, that they are they are now parents twice over. So he got here, he played on Tuesday late, he teed off around 4 o'clock, maybe 5 yep, o'clock. He made it through 18. And then he played again on Wednesday, and he met with the press, and um, I'm still thinking he's the favorite to win, don't you? Yeah, like, you know, I think what helped him 
in this preparation, which he actually said in his press conference, <clears throat> was missing the cut at the Memorial. Right. Um, that allowed him to come up to Aaron Hills, do some recon. Uh, a lot of players had to do it because, again, there's only about a dozen players here that played in that 2011 U.S. Amateur, um, including Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas, a couple top ten or a couple top players in the world. But everybody, everybody's in the same boat here, pretty much. They need yeah. to learn this course. Yeah. Um, they need to learn where they can hit it. Uh, the landing areas on the greens are not, though the greens are somewhat big. The landing areas are not. A little bit like Augusta in that respect. Yeah, right. And there's a lot of runoff areas, so you know. And there's a, a lot of different tee blocks to figure out. So, you know, they got about, on every hole, there's at least two tee blocks. On the ninth hole, there's use. five that they have covered up. They put So before, before a, a tournament, the week before, what they do is they put like a chicken wire right. over the areas that they want to use for the tees so the players don't use those, especially on the par threes, um, because they don't want them chewing it up in the practice rounds. So you, by that, you kind of get a little bit of a giveaway as to what they're thinking about. But on the ninth hole, which is a par three, they got five blocked off. So they've only got four rounds. So I don't know if they're preparing for the playoff or what they're doing. <laughs> they better not be preparing for the playoff. <laughs> no. Nobody wants to stay an extra day. Uh, so Dustin Johnson, of course, has come in. He's he's the favorite. Uh, but but who else in, in the field kind of catches your eye right now? See, I, I, really, like, I really like Jordan Spieth this week. Um, I kind of said it on Golf Talk Canada as well. Um, I just think he his strokes gained approach to the green is very good. Yep. And, of course, he's a great putter. And these greens have not really been played on that much in, like, three months. So they cl- basically they closed at the end of last year, and they've right. not played on this golf course since. Right. And so they're, like, all the players are saying they're rolling pure. So a good putter like a Jordan Spieth will really, could really make a bunch. You're going to see a lot of putts made. And some of those, some of those could be for par because it really is tough around here. The one thing I worry about with Jordan is off the tee, his driving accuracy has been a problem all year. Um, and but they if are he, big wide fairways. They are big wide fairways. But if he misses badly, that fescue is yeah not great. I could play. It's um, it really is a hazard. So, but I really do think Jordan Spieth is poised to get himself back into that major flow. So then you have, I mean, there's question marks about everybody. You got that, you just mentioned that about, about Jordan. We talked about Dustin who has um, a little bit of a, you know, a backup because he's missed a little bit. He's just coming in here late. Jason Day has starting to round into shape, but uh, obviously has had a slow start due to his mother's illness. And then Rory has got the rib injury and he's not been hitting practice balls out here. He's been spending a lot of time putting, a lot of time chipping, which may not be a bad thing. Yeah. But those four guys, who are the big four, I guess you might want to say, they all have kind of question marks about them. And it's it's interesting when you come in here. It's hard to sort of say he's the definitive favorite. Right. And the U.S. Open kind of brings everybody into it, right? Because it's so hard. You're, you know, the winning score, I bet, is probably four under in that area. I'm going to say six, but yeah. Yeah, you think six. So it's in that range. So it actually brings a lot of people into play. Right. Um, these big, long hitters will have an advantage at Aaron Hills because it's a big, long golf course. But how much of an advantage? I don't know. I really don't. Um, that par 518th is long. It's really long, even for the long guys. 637 on the card. And you have to remember, too, that this is a par 72 course. So right. as Mike Davis was saying, normally what you would do with that is probably chop 400 yards off compared to a par 70 or 71. So you bring it back to a 7300, it's... 
it's playable for everybody. Yep. Right? Exactly. Um, and it's basically just going to be who's the biggest bulldog of the week. <laughs> okay. And we, and we got two Canadians in the field. Yep. Uh, Corey Connors. What do you think of their chances? Uh, Corey's playing in his first. Um, I think he's got, he's really, he's a really good player. We've seen him a lot, even when he was with Team Canada. Uh, we watched him on the range a little bit today. Seemed to be hitting the ball very well. He's confident. But again, it's his first U.S. Open, so first-timers generally don't do great. Uh, but Adam Hadwin, I, I, I think Adam Hadwin is really primed to do well here. You were talking about Jordan Spieth with the putting. Uh, Adam Hadwin, when he putts, is as good as they get out there, really, in the top 10, 20 in the world in putting, when he's putting well, as he was at the start of this year. I think this golf course actually suits his game well because right now he's a little loose with the driver, he said, but I think he may not have the distance, but if you get him on the greens with some birdie putts, his speed is so good on, on putts most yeah. of the time. If he's got that down, I think he could be a factor here. I'm not saying he's going to win, but I think he could top 15, top 10. Yeah, I think he can really do well here. I, I really do. And, you know, there's a lot of guys that aren't long out here. Right. So, you know, there's the handful of the Dustin Johnsons and the Rory McIlroys and the John Roms and Bubba Watson and those guys that are that are long off the tee. And, yeah, they'll have an advantage. But these other guys, like that putter, the putter is the ultimate equalizer. It could and be. And that's where a guy like Hadwin and a guy like Jordan Spieth can really get moving. Now, if one of those big bombers like Jason Day starts putting like he did a few years ago or about a year ago, then he'll be really hard to beat. But, you know, like I said, a lot of putts are going to be made, I think. Um, what else should we talk about in this tremendous U.S. Open? I think there's... It's going to, it's going to be a fun U.S. Open, I so, think. Like... So, so let's talk about a couple of fun things that we've done this week, actually. Okay. So here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, we're north of that. We're in Richfield or Hartford or wherever we, the golf course is. So we saw a sign. We were driving to the golf course the other day, and we saw a sign that said, the Harry Lemon Pub, Irish Pub, and I said, "Come on, we've got to go. go. Something is called the Harry Lemon. We have to go to the Harry Lemon." So we stopped in. Describe the bar. Well, it is described as an Irish pub, <laughs> the, the, the Harry Lemon Irish Pub. Um, it is not an Irish pub. <laughs> Just because you serve Guinness and Harp doesn't make it an Irish pub. However, it's pretty. Fr- it was a pretty friendly place. And it's very, very inexpensive. <laughs> Our cameraman, Mark Millette, had a light beer, and he had the special, and that yesterday on Tuesday, that was a taco. He had That's a right. soft chicken taco, which is essentially like a wrap. Right. And his bill was? Five, about six dollars. <laughs> Five something. <laughs> you and I had two beers each. Yep. And we also had shared a plate of nachos. And our bill was $22. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So, so we wanted to go back to the Harry Onion. No, no. What's it called? The, the Harry, Harry Lemon, Lemon. The Harry Lemon today. We call it a different thing all the time. <laughs> but we ended up at the Fox and Hound, which was a little bit more upscale, a little yeah. bit more filled with naughty pine on the walls. And our bills were a little bit more expensive, and it was not quite as enjoyable. No, it wasn't quite as enjoyable. Although don't tell the cameraman, Mark Millett, because he yeah. liked it. But he didn't. He almost didn't like it. He said his food was average. So average food for thirty dollars is crap. Right. Average food for five dollars is awesome. With a beer. <laughs> with a beer is awesome. It's pretty good. Um, and they're also one thing that they are doing at. If you watch Pillow Talk with Bob Weeks on TSM.ca <laughs> right now, they have a wonderful thing that they brought over from the Open Championship, which you've seen a number of times. So they have these great, big, huge, massive beanbag chairs or beanbags. 
basically. They lie him down in the, in the grass in front of one of the great big outdoor uh, TV screens that they have here. So if you get tired, you want to take a little break, you go over and you lie down in these big bean bags and you watch the golf on TV for a while. It's kind of like being at home and you're lazy oh, no, boy. That was great. There, it's a really nice spot. When it's raining, it's probably not a great spot. <laughs> no. But when we were there, it was sunny. It was great. Before it started raining, it was nice. So, uh, and this golf course is kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Like, it's really, it really in is. rural nothing. The whole the whole way this golf course came to be is just strange. Yeah. Because the original guy wanted to build this massive, magnificent golf course, the best one in America. And he spared no expense, but eventually the expenses started piling up <laughs> on the course. He had to sell it, of course. But... He was a multimillionaire who only became a millionaire. That's right. That's right. And the, the weird thing was, like, there is nothing around Aaron Hill's country. Like, when you're watching on, on TSN this week, you will see nothing in the distance except for that, uh, except for the Basilica. Right. Which is a, a church here in Holy Hill, uh, which is the highest point in Wisconsin, right? Right. And uh, you will see nothing else because he bought up all the land around it because he didn't want any houses to be seen <laughs> from his golf course. So it's just strange. There's no... The play, even the players had said there's no real points of reference right. for aiming because there's nothing around there. That's right. There's no, you know, you can't find trees in some cases or anything. Anyway, it's a very strange, there's, and it's a small <clears throat> clubhouse and everything. Like the locker rooms are all intense and everything. That's right. It's yeah, all... players' locker room. I, I found it interesting <laughs> on Golf Channel, the one architect, Dana Fry, was interviewed, and he thought a European was going to win this competition because... They're used to the crazy bunkers, and they're right. used to like a little bit of the fescue, and they're used to blind shots. There are a lot of blind shots out at Aaron Hills, whether it's your whether it's your second shot or a couple off the tee, and they're used to looking and finding reference points at some point. So, um, watch that. Watch that. All right. Trend. Uh, so time to pick a winner. Okay. So do you want to do the formula that we did? Sure. Okay. So. Talk about the formula. So Jamie form- came up with this formula. Should sorry, run or bump came up with this formula of how to pick a winner. Right. So we basically took <laughs> we took the field 156. We whittled it down to 14 because <laughs> five out of the last six years the winner has come. The winner has been ranked 14th or worse. Right. So our starting list was Dustin Johnson, Roy McIlroy, Jason Day, Hideki Matsuyama, Jordan Spieth, Henrik Stenson. Sergio Garcia, Alex Noren, Ricky Fowler, John Rom, Justin Rose, Adam Scott, Justin Thomas, and Paul Casey. Okay. So those fourteen are up for up for grabs. We got them in the pool. Here we go. Who okay. else? How does it work now? So now <coughs> we think we I, I kind of followed some key stats and everything. So one of the stats is hitting the greens. So if you weren't in the top one hundred in strokes gained approach to the approach green. to the green, you're out. So that got us. That lost us three guys. So and. Incidentally, Jason Day. Ooh, gone. So one of the favorites, gone. Okay. Next one, the bunkers are a big issue here. So scrambling sand save percentage was a big thing. So if you weren't in the top 100 in sand save percentage, you're gone again. Uh-oh. So that whittled us down to six. We and lost they, Dustin Johnson? That's right. We lost Dustin Johnson. So the defending champion, who never wins here anyways, except right. if your name's Curtis Strange <laughs> or Ben Hogan, um, it was okay. So that left us with Rory McIlroy. Hideki Matsuyama, Jordan Spieth, Sergio Garcia, Ricky Fowler, John Rahm, and Adam Scott. Okay. Okay, so that's six. So now we're on the greens because every, every tournament is decided by putting. Sure. 
So if you were in the top 50 in strokes gained putting, you're in. So that whittled it down to half. That cut it in half. So we three. have three guys. Rory, Jordan, Ricky. And? And so driving was a, driving is also a big step because of the fact that... On this field. golf course. On this golf course, you want to be out there. It'll be long. You want to be straight. So we took the total driving stat, which is... Combination of accuracy and distance. And the leader in that category on the PGA Tour this year, he is first. Da, 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 da. Is Ricky Fowler. He's going to win? So Ricky Fowler... By my formula, is going to win. Is he your pick? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the formula. Of course. If I don't go with the formula, why did I come up with it? <laughs> okay, we have to so, go with the formula. And plus, he was he would then be the seventh. We also had the six time six straight first timers. Right. Right. So that would make it seven. Should Ricky do it? But that's not bad. Right. It's pretty good. So I who's like your that. pick then? Uh, I'm gonna go with the formula. You're going with the formula. No, no, too. I'm going to go. You know who I think is going to win? I really think that Jason Day is going to win. For some reason, I think he's going to win, even though the formula doesn't support it. I just think he's going to be the guy to come through with it. And if you're going to pick a European, maybe Thomas Peters. Yeah, long, we'll really see. long. We'll see how it goes. Guys with high, I guess, high ball flights are something that probably could uh, do well here too. Yeah, we'll so see. And the weather, Day, the weather right? could be a factor. There won't be any weather on Thursday, but the rest of the days could be something going on, sir. Yeah, and we had some rain to, today on Wednesday, which is where we're, when we're taping this. Yep. Um, so who knows? It could soften the course. Uh, it's not running out as much no. as it was. All right, listen, uh, we're going to play you an interview from uh, from Brant Snedeker. And Brant Snedeker is uh, a huge Nashville fan, Smashville guy. He lives yep. in Smashville. He, was fu- he jumped on the bandwagon big time. Yep. And we give him full credit for that. So we talked to him a little bit about that, about his love, about his mourning for the, for the, uh, for the loss. And uh, what it meant to him, and also just one question about his golf. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. you, you, you can't interview a golfer. I forgot him. to ask him if he had thrown, if he threw a catfish. I didn't ask him that. Yeah, I didn't see that, but he did. Uh, he did hurl around that uh, towel, a yep. Brad's towel, holding the Ryder Cup trophy. That's right. So um, I do remember seeing that, and uh, his who when we asked him. Tell the story about when we asked him if we could interview him about hockey. Yeah. So uh, Jim Bones Mackay, who was uh, Phil Mickelson's caddy, and his caddy, Scott Vale, whose father was an NHL star, really, both started laughing. They they just started thought think that was the greatest thing in the world. And, and Brant said, yeah, for sure, you can ask me about that, but who cares about who cares about hockey, right? That's or right. golf, I mean. We were talking about right. hockey. So it was uh, – you, you should enjoy this interview. He really is enthralled with the game of hockey, and has, his caddy's Canadian – that's and a right. Toronto Maple Leafs fan, so uh, Scotty Vale finally won and there got him go. into hockey. All right, that's it for uh, this edition of Bump and Run. Uh, I am Run. And I'm Bump, and we will see you next week. Remember to send in those suggestions I... on how we can give away that driver. Okay, take Enjoy care of All right, Brant Snedeker, here we are at the U.S. Open, the second major, toughest thing, but we don't want to talk about golf with you. We want to talk a little bit about uh, your Nashville team, and uh, just tell me how it feels now after having gone through that and getting so close. It was awesome. You know, it's so good for our city to show, kind of showcase what Nashville's become and see how we can embrace a hockey franchise. I mean, I I sent a picture of my caddy, Scotty, who's from Toronto, of my boys out, one of my boys and his best friends outside playing hockey in the middle of June. And I was like, I never thought I'd see the day, you know. So it kind of, kind of, you know, just took over our city for six, six, eight weeks. It's been fun to, you know, watch the team kind of encapsulate what the city's about. You know, a bunch of hardworking guys playing their tails off and, and, and playing defensive kind of hockey. It's fun to watch. I went to quite a few games, and, and the guys, you know, gave it all they had. 
obviously we're disappointed the way it ended in the game six with a you know questionable call to say the least. But you know, guys fought did everything they possibly could. And we're so proud of them in Nashville. Now I've interviewed a, you a number of times over the yeah. years, and I got to say that you know maybe five six years ago you weren't the biggest hockey fan yourself. What changed in you? You know, I think Nashville. We've always been hockey fans. Just kind of once you start going to a few games and seeing it live, it's different than seeing it on TV. You know, and uh, I've been going. To, you know, four or five, last four or five years, I've been going to quite a few games. Once you see it live, you kind of get hooked. Especially playoff hockey, it's just unbelievable. See how athletic those guys are. How much, how hard they fight. How how hard they you know they hit each other. How how many injuries they play through. All the stuff they do is just unbelievable. So. Um, you know, the competitor me, the athlete, and he loves seeing those guys get after it and, and, and uh, you know, really appreciate how hard they, they work at their craft. I mean, they're, they're playing a football game every three days. I don't know how they do it and, and, and how they're still functioning at the end of the year. But they, uh, you know, and it's just such an impressive feat to watch them skate. Now, I understand you took the Ryder Cup into the dressing room. I know, the, I know hockey players are huge golf fans. How did that go over? You know, I took it right behind. They were getting ready for game three, so I didn't actually take it. I didn't want to mess with it. I mean, there's no, so many superstitions in hockey. I like Probably one of them was bringing something in the locker room for a game, so I didn't do that. But I took it down there and showed, uh, showed the crowd right before game three. It's pretty cool to take it on the ice and see everybody get kind of excited. And that building, you know, I implore everybody in, in Canada to come down there and watch one game because once you do, it's unbelievable. You know, it, it's uh, – you know, you get red, you get a football redneck kind of feel, and, and, and hockey's fun. You know, we, we have a great time with it down there. Uh, fans go crazy, and, and the city kind of takes over, so it's a fun place to watch a game. Hey, just before I let you go, I do have to ask you a golf question. <laughs> <laughs> How's your game, and how do you feel about this golf course? Golf course is really good. You know, they, they've done, uh, you know, it's going to be a different U.S. Open than what most people are used to. The fairways are really, really wide. Got some room to hit it. Um, you know, the golf course is long. But um, there, there's some playability around this golf course where if you're playing good, you can shoot a low number. Greens are absolutely perfect. You're going to see guys holding lots of putts. Um, you know, my game's was really, really good. You got injured, coming back, kind of knocking the rust off, feeling better and better about it. You know, just need to get out here and kind of knock the rust off a little bit. But I'm excited about it. I'm rolling the ball great. So anytime I'm doing that, you know, if I can just get somewhere where I'm looking, which should be a good week. All right. You get some inspiration from your predators. Good luck yeah. this week. Yeah, we'll make sure refs don't, don't blow up for me in this game six. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah.